Hello, everybody, and welcome to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster. This is the Crypto Hipster, Jamil Hassan, where I bring you each and every Friday news, crypto policy and regulatory news insights and analysis and commentary, my commentary from all around the world. And this is episode 71, season four, episode 11 of season four. For the week ending December 22, 2023. And this is going to be the last X Factor of the year, meaning there's no next, there's no X Factor next Friday. We're going to be off. And then we're going to start up again on Friday, January 5. So everybody celebrates Christmas, New Year. Have a happy, Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. Happy New Year. Go, go, go. And let's get after it relentlessly in 2024. Let's go. Thank you for joining me with the X Factor, the Crypto Hipster. And I have some Crypto Hipster news um, to start off the bat. And that was, and that is, there is a, uh, yeah, there, this is going to be an awesome show. Um, And recently, the Crypto Hipster was named the number one hipster podcast in the world and that is on my uh feed on my general uh feed um i'm gonna pull up the site for you because i actually i actually couldn't believe it myself um i got an email yesterday saying that my podcast is the top hipster podcast and they are blogs they they are blog.feedspot.com Dot com. So the feedspot.com and it's the hipster podcast. There's a whole bunch of hipster podcasts. I had no idea. My brother constantly tells me that I should be a hippie and not a hipster, but I'm the crypto hipster and I am number one in the world as far as hipsters, which is cool. I never, I never, I never aspired to be the top hipster. I never did. I didn't even know it existed, but hey. That's what we got here. That's what's going on. So thank you for joining in. Thank you for everybody who listened to me this year. Let's make 2024 kick butt, you know, and let's do it um, hipster style. So let's go. Let's start off with the global news. And if you can't tell, I got a little bit of the cold today, like under the weather. So, you know, a little bit. But I'm going to push on, move forward here and start off by talking about WorldCoin. WorldCoin has paused its iris scanning in India. Uh, <clears throat> WorldCoin has temporarily scaled back its offline or verification function for users in India, and the service will be reinstated in 2024. A five-pound chromatic helmet that scans individuals' eyeballs to verify their identities. The orb was conceived by WorldCoin as a tool for onboarding the inhabitants of those regions where traditional ID is not always available. The company stimulated the offline onboarding process by offering wards in U.S. dollar coin for local orb operators. Starting in November, WorldCoin began paying the rewards in its native token, WLD, which I don't own any of. Not plan on it either. But let's see. According to a December 21st report in Money Control, WorldCoin silently discontinued the orb verification process in India three to four months ago. 
despite the crowds gathering in queues for operators in some parts of the country. However, Tools for Humanity, the foundation overseeing WorldCoin, explained that from the start, the orb was a limited time access initiative in India, France, and Brazil. So that's why it's in the global section, because it covers France and Brazil as well. And then there's a report. There's a, uh, looks like a stablecoin. Laws have been only introduced in six countries, um, but that is down um, right now. That browser's down. So let's go on to USA. Good old USA. Um, spot Bitcoin ETF, which is going to be the news anyway. We're not going to be talking about, you know, um, stablecoins right now. Spot Bitcoin ETF approval still happening by January 10, analysts say. An application for spot Bitcoin exchange-related funds rushed to incorporate new cash-only requirements into their proposals in the last month of 2023. Some analysts still expect ETF approvals in the U.S. by early 2024. Bloomberg ETF analyst James Seifart and Eric Bolchonas Anticipate the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission will approve a spot Bitcoin ETF in January 2024 because those guys are they're, they're experts. They built the jail alive. Actually, they didn't. But the ETF analysts, um, which is important, they said that the, the SEC will approve a spot Bitcoin ETF in January, despite multiple last-minute amendments that applicants are scrambling to add to their proposals. CFART took to X, formerly Twitter, uh, this week. Last yesterday, to share his observations about BlockRock's latest spot Bitcoin ETF update, which accepted the SEC's cash redemption system instead of in-kind redemptions or those implying non-monetary payments like BTC. The analyst noticed that BlockRock's latest iShares Bitcoin Trust ETF S1 registration statement replaced the term prime broker and the trade credit lender with the prime execution agent, noting the SEC might not be comfortable with the change. Will be interesting to see who updates the documents after this, CFAR wrote, adding that SEC might not accept a condition where a third party would buy and sell Bitcoin on behalf of the ETF in the Bitcoin Cash model. Huh. Okay. Wow. All right. So what do you think? January 10th? Is January 10 the day, or are we going to go a little longer? We're going to bleed a little longer. What do you think? You know, that's going to be one of the big news articles coming out after this holiday season. Nobody's working right now. Everybody's off for the holiday. But come January, we're going to talk ETF. We're talk ETF all day long. And uh, let me know your thoughts on that. Okay. Crypto demand trading has surged. Uh, among law enforcement, among law enforcement. Let's see. In a survey titled Tracking Crypto Crime, conducted by TRM Labs with over 300 U.S. and international law enforcement professionals, 90% of respondents believe their organizations offer crypto training. But 99% call for this to be increased. According to the survey, 93% of respondents were from the U.S. law enforcement with a majority from federal agencies and the rest from state, county, and local agencies. 40% of their investigations involve crypto, and they anticipate it to reach 51% by 2027. 
despite expectations of increased crypto study, most law enforcement professionals feel unprepared for this future. An external polling company conducted the survey between October 18 and November 3rd. 2023, respondents had at least one year of employment at their current law enforcement organization and investigated or oversaw at least one criminal offense involving cryptocurrency in the past year. Wow. Lots of crime. Lots of crime and crypto. We got to clean that up, you know, and hopefully we clean up 2024. Let's go to FDIC approval. Yep. Let's talk about the FDIC approval. FDIC finalizes official signs for insured institutions in hint to crypto firms. The Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation of the U.S., FDIC, adopted a rule governing the use of its official signs and advertising in a move that could affect the public perception of crypto certain firms. Certain crypto firms. But, you know, I'm a little bit dyslexic today. Let's see. In a December 20 announcement, the FDIC said, its board of directors have finalized regulations clarifying false advertising, misrepresentations of deposit insurance coverage, and misuse of the FDIC's name or logo. Rather than its gold and black sign introduced in the 1930s, institutions insured by the FDIC will be required to display a black and navy blue sign on all websites and apps, brick and mortar bank locations, or and certain ATMs starting in 2025. According to the FDIC, the last significant update of its sign and advertising rules were in 2006. The government corporation clarified the updated rule aimed to address entities potentially misleading customers that their funds were FDIC insured, and they were not. Okay, well, you got to do what you got to do. It's important to do that because crypto is not FDIC insured. You know, for the most part, it might be the whole part. Who knows? Regular crypto, not. But let's talk about banks. Right, FDIC banks. Senator reveals that the American Bankers Association helped craft new anti-crypto bill. Wow. The banks are crafting anti-crypto bills, and you think banks want to adopt crypto. No. Big banks have been helping U.S. Senators Roger Marshall and Elizabeth Warren draft their controversial anti-crypto bill. Why? Because they're threatened by it. Why? Because they're antiquated and they're not knowledgeable. And they can't even get their, they can't even do their own C card and their own organizations yet. They want to rule everything else. Nah, come on. In a December 20 video that surfaced on Twitter, X, Marshall admitted that he and Warren approached the largest lobbying organization for the U.S. banking industry the American Bankers Association, ABA, for assisting in crafting the Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act. Let's see. The Digital Asset Anti-Money Laundering Act, first introduced in December 2022, aims to bring crypto technology such as non-custodial wallets, validators, and mining pools under strict banking regulations in the U.S. The first thing that we did is that we went to the ABA and said, Help us craft this, which is dumb. Dumb. I, of course, you are dumb. So it's not a surprise. Politicians, you know, Marshall and, and Warren. Marshall also mentions Warren meeting with J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon, who agreed that crypto was only a tool for criminals, which is not true. 
actually, why you been saying that, Jamie Diamond? You know, you have a team there, and Jamie Morgan, you had one for a long time, for almost a decade now. You keep saying things that are, you know, out of your ass. I don't know why you do that, why you speak one thing, but you do another. People should watch what you do, not what you say. The footage was sourced from a parliamentary security intelligence form earlier in December. In response to the video, Coinbase CEO Brian Armstrong, one of the good guys here, expressed his disappointment that Warren and Marshall were now lobbying for banks. Being anti-crypto is a really bad political strategy going into 2024, he added. I agree. We have an election coming up. Massachusetts has a responsibility to vote out Warren. I say that every week. They do. It's the right thing to do. And we have to get some crypto-friendly politicians, people who understand it and know that the U.S. should not fall behind the rest of the world in innovation. Although we risk because we have some arrogant and ignorant politicians and other people who are afraid that they might not have a job. Hey, I'll tell you, bankers, you know what? I've been going over the past few weeks to a lot of fast food places. I mean, like Chick-fil-A reopened in my neighborhood. I'm telling you, they could always use you. You could always get a job there. Give me a sandwich. Let's go. BlackRock, ARK, and revised their Bitcoin ETF plans along SEC's cash-only model, which I discussed a little bit earlier. Major applicants for a spot Bitcoin ATM uh, are men in their filings. Okay? So we talked about that. ARK's registration statement hinted that its ARK 21 shares Bitcoin ETF would allow only cash creations and redemptions. Document mentioned potential income creation and redemption of shares. Um, and then BlackRock the filed their update. We talked about that. Um, so that there be non-monetary payments of Bitcoin and but monetary cash payments in redemption. Um, so let me know your thoughts. I don't need to, to harp on that. That is just, you know, it'll be interesting. The first week of January, second week of January is going to be very interesting to see what comes back from the SEC. And in addition to delaying the Bitcoin spot ETF, they've also delayed several Ethereum ETFs pushing the final decision until May. So Ethereum's been pushed back until May. The U.S. SEC is pushing back its decision of several Ether exchange trading funds, okay, to, uh, to May. In multiple regulatory filings on December 18, the agency delayed its decision on the Hashdex NASDAQ Ethereum ETF and the Grayscale Ethereum Futures ETF. The Hashdex Ether ETF aims to hold both spot Ether and futures contracts, while Grayscale's Ethereum Futures ETF is seen as a Trojan horse that would allow that would corner the SEC into allowing Grayscale to convert its Ethereum trust into a spot Ethereum ETF. In the filings, the agency said it was instituted proceedings that involved gathering further public input around whether or not the ETFs should be listed. The agency also pushed back a decision on the Van Eck spot, uh, Van Eck spot Ethereum ETF, and the spot Ethereum ETF lodged by Kathy Woods Ark Invest and Twenty One Shares. Well, so May is Ethereum, January's Bitcoin. My prediction is that January gets delayed. I think we still have a few more months. Well, the halving for Bitcoin is in March. 
supposed to be in March. We have a small window. I talked earlier about a window. Um, we have a few weeks ago, we had this window up until March when the Bitcoin halving occurs. Then, you know, things jump up, get in before the window. So the sign of investment advice is just common sense. You know, community response to Gary Gensler's latest jab toward crypto. So we talked about Gary Gensler. We talked about what the SEC is doing. Let's talk about the community. The community members of the crypto community were quick to clap back at U.S. Securities and Exchange Chair Gary Gensler for his latest jab at the space's compliance. On a December 22nd post, Gensler shared that there's a lot of non-compliance in crypto. There's a lot of, lot of non-compliance in stocks, too, sir. The SEC official said it undermines the confidence in the space and apply this leaves victims helpless. Gensler underscored that people who have been affected by the recent crypto bankruptcies can stand in line in the courts. And only stand in line. Only stand in line in the courts. So that's true. That part of that's true. Still waiting on Celsius. 557 days later. Um, they need... He says that... What does he say here? Let's read this out loud. Crypto companies... There's a lot of non-compliance in crypto space, he says. It undermines confidence when so many people have been hurt and all they can do is stand in line in the bankruptcy court. Further, this can make it hard for the good faith actors to compete. Well, there was a good faith actor. Its name was Library. Odyssey. And you went after him. Why? Because they're a competitor Google. Your friends, Google. Yeah. So don't just talk about the good faith. You need to talk about your own bad faith. You need to talk about everything in totality. Totality. You know? So, you're talking out two sides of your face there, Mr. Gensler. And, you know, that kind of thing happens when you get jobs based on who you pay and not what you earn in your life as far as skills, talents, and ability. But let's go to South America because I'm tired of talking about Mr. Gensler because I've talked about him enough. Over the past 71 episodes. In Argentina, contracts can be settled in Bitcoin, according to the final foreign minister. Diana Modino, the minister of foreign affairs, international trade and worship of Argentina, has claimed that a decree legalizing the use of crypto, uh, certain cryptocurrencies in contracts and for payments would apply to Bitcoin. In a December 21 post, Modino said that a decree seemingly aimed at economic reform and deregulation would allow the use of Bitcoin and other cryptos in the country under certain conditions. The bases for the reconstruction of the Argentine economy, decree passed on December 20, did not specifically mention crypto, but included provisions that debtors had the choice to pay in currencies not recognized as legal tender in Argentina. Ratify and confirm that an Argentina contract can be settled in Bitcoin, said Mondino, and also other types of crypto. Argentina is going to be a very crypto-friendly area with its new, you know, foreign um, minister over there. So it's pretty cool what's going on. The new president, I mean, not foreign minister. Well, that too. Let's go to Europe. Three AC founders have been slapped with a $1 billion worldwide asset freeze. It's a lot of money. The bankruptcy saga of Singapore-based crypto hedge fund Three Arrows Capital continues to unfold with a court freezing more than a billion dollars 
of the founder's assets. Cool. I'm agree. I'm agreeing with that. A court in the British Virgin Islands has banned three AC co-founders, Sue Zhu and Kyle Davies, from transferring or selling assets worth up to $1.14 billion, according to the firm's liquidator, Teneo. Bloomberg reported the restriction has reportedly also impacted assets owned by Davies' wife, Kelly Chen. Teneo said it estimated that three AC creditors are owed roughly $3.3 billion in the aftermath of the hedge funds collapse in 2022. So, yeah, you guys can't steal money and then owe money and then take off with people, people's money? Nah. Nah. You need to face facts. Face reality. And what do you, let me know your thoughts about what reality is because, you know, to me, these guys owe some people some money. You know? So let's go to Spain. Spain sees 56% surge in registered crypto firms in 2023. The number of crypto companies officially registered to operate in Spain grew by roughly 56% in 2023, uh, according to a registry published on the website of the Spain Central Bank. 30 companies were granted a virtual asset and service provider license in 2023, with a little more than a week to the end of the calendar year, the 53 companies added to the registry in 2022 Still beats 2023 figure. So it's 53 in 2022 and 30 in 2023. Several international platforms pinned the registry in 2023, such as Revolut, Bitpanda, Crypto.com, and Vivid. Some big names are still absent from the registry, despite the recent news um, about Coinbase securing an anti-money laundering compliance registration and Kraken attaining a virtual asset service provider registration. Domestic companies still dominate the market, holding 61 licenses out of 85. All right, good job, Spain. We still love your food. Paella all the way. Let's go. And then we talk to, we go to Ireland. Ripple gets approval to operate as a digital asset service provider in Ireland. Cryptocurrency payment network Ripple has reached another regulatory milestone in Ireland with the Central Bank of Ireland approving the firm as a virtual asset service provider. According to a news this week, Ripple said it has now been added to CBI's list of registered VASPs, allowing the firm to provide certain digital asset services in Ireland. According to data from CBI's VASP register, people Ripple can conduct transactions on behalf of another natural or legal person who moves digital assets from one address to or account to another. Ripple is also allowed to provide crypto exchange services against fiat currency, as well as exchange between different cryptos and provide custody services. Congratulations, Ripple in Ireland. That's huge news. Congratulations. Awesome. China, Asia. Going to Asia. China proposes a ban of converting game tokens to fiat currency. Well, that sucks. Let's see. Let's see. The General Administration of Press and Publication of China aims to restrict the scope of activities related to an in-game tokens. Uh, the GAPP, GAP, published a draft of its guidelines for the online games industry, suggesting physical goods, purchases, and the exchange of game tokens for illegal tender should be banned. The guidelines contain 62 articles of cover a wide range of issues related to the regulation of online games. The proposals proposed as some stricter regulations. The companies would have to obtain a license in China, store their customers' data for up to two years, 
ensure that their content complies with the list of national and socialist values and expel any opportunity for anonymous registration of users. And I think it's not going to fly. The, the lifespan for playing a game is about a month, sometimes longer, a few months. But hey, you know, you got to play a game for two years and hold it for two years. The game is going to be obsolete. Try to crush it, kill it. You know, what's up with all these countries wanting to kill crypto? I don't get it. I think it's FUD. I think they're trying to drive the price down until the Bitcoin spot ETF gets approved. Everything goes up. Then it'll make it like, okay, it's you can come in now. It's good. It's fine. Yeah. Now, I'll front run you. It's fine. Head of the South Korean's financial regulator to discuss crypto. Gary Gensler, that's a waste of that guy's time. Lee Bok Hyun, head of South Korea's financial supervisory services, reportedly plans to meet with U.S. Securities and Exchange Commissioner Gary Gensler to discuss, to discuss crypto regulation. You're talking to the wrong guy, man. Go to Hong Kong, go to anywhere in Europe, go to Switzerland, talk to regulators there, they'll give you a different story. According to the December 18 report in South Korean news outlet, Chazun Biz, Chazun Biz, Lee will visit the SEC in January and plans to arrange a meeting with Gensler. The FSS head reportedly plans to discuss the crypto market status and the direction of supervisory policy affecting the space. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully you can talk some sense into, you know, Mr. Uh, Mr. South Korea guy, you know, Mr. Uh, Bak Hyun. You talk some sense into Gensler. Tell him what the benefits of crypto are, you know, instead of the benefits of the banks, you know. Let me know your thoughts on that. Let me know your thoughts on everything I've called her today. We have one more thing to discuss, and that is the Middle East. One more place to go. The news today. UAE regulator revises sanctions aim a policy to enact fat F's travel rule. The Financial Services Regulatory Authority, financial watchdog in the UAE, United Arab Emirates, has updated its anti-money laundering and sanctions rules with new elements related to digital assets. The FSRA officially announced this week revisions to its AML and sanctions rules and guidance or the AML rulebook, adding some changes to the provisions related to digital assets when the Financial Action Task Force travel rule. According to Crypto's consultancy CEO, Ali Jamal, the key updates in the revised documents include refining provisions related to wire transfers to explicitly enforce the FATF's travel rule on digital assets significantly impacting firms under the AML rubble purview. How's that going to fly? What's going to happen? There is also that. Let me know your thoughts on that. And ladies and gentlemen, that was it for the year. The finished finest. Uh, thank you for listening to the X Factor with the Crypto Hipster in 2023. Have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful Happy New Year. And I'll see you in two weeks, January 5, episode 72, and a new year of the X Factor with Crypto Hipster. Happy holidays, everybody.